What's good, everybody? It's Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. Welcome to the show. In today's show, I'm going to be talking about the Game 7s from last night, the Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers, and also the Portland Nuggets game. But first, let me start off with the Toronto-Philly game. That was a great game by both teams. I love the competitive matchups. Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. I love all those competitive matchups, man. But <clears throat> it was a good back-and-forth game. Um, Kawhi Leonard, man, I said I called it. NBA fans out there, I called Kawhi Leonard having 42-12, and 12, but he had 41-9. and nine. So I was off by two, three points. Actually, one point and three rebounds. It's all good. And uh, was I surprised Kawhi Leonard hit that game-winning shot? No, because I called it. I said it's a step-back jumper in the corner. So, not surprised. And Kawhi Leonard is not a better clutch player than Kobe or Jordan. So stop with the nonsense on Twitter, Vince. For real, you need to stop doing that. Had to call you out, man, because you'd be saying some blasphemous stuff. If you get offended, it's on you. But anyway, I just like the I just liked how Toronto was down a little bit. It was a back and forth game. Toronto went down like four or five with about like three minutes to go. They came back. And um, Serge Ibaka had like three or four offensive rebounds that changed the momentum of the game. And Joel Embiid should have got the ball in the post more, man. You know what I mean? He should at least get the ball in the post more so he could dominate, man. Because he's a good good center, man. He's one of the best up there. But he needs to stop shooting threes, get, in the, ball, get the ball in the post, and bully ball. You know what I mean? Get the ball in the post, spin, pump fake, dunk. Every time he can average 28 and 10 like Shaq. If he puts his mind to it, but I think he just, you know what, I think Joel Embiid doesn't take games seriously in terms of, I know he cried after the game, which is understandable, but what I'm saying is he doesn't have that, like, like it factor, like that Kobe Bryant mentality, like giving the ball, get the fuck out of the way, you know what I mean, sorry for cussing, but what I'm saying is he doesn't have that mindset of taking over, he likes to stand out and shoot threes a lot, a lot of the big men in today's NBA like to do pick and pop, that's the new generation in today's NBA, but back in the day, throw the ball in the post, Spin, dunk, Shaq would average 28-12 every game. That's how dominant he was. And there's no real argument about... Or there's this saying that he could be the next Kim one. I don't think so, man. He has to develop a better post move. Kim one shits on Joel Embiid any day in the week. And Jimmy Butler should have took over, man. There's a couple possessions where Jimmy Butler had the ball. He made the baskets, but he didn't score at will because I know he was heating up in the third and fourth quarter but in the fourth quarter there's some possessions where he passed out he should have gave it he should have took over you know what I mean but it was just Kawhi shot was amazing everybody said oh my god it's lucky well in sports you need luck to win championships you know what I mean that's how it is just ask the Giants when Eli Manning threw it to David Tyree um anyway now let's move on to uh the Nuggets and Blazers man that was a great game by the uh, Portland Chubbers. Portland was down, I think, 11 at halftime. And Denver relaxed. The reason Denver lost is because they relaxed. And they fell asleep and didn't get back to playing Denver Nuggets basketball. Um, T.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard. <clears throat> they're un- to me, NBA fans out there, they're an underrated backcourt. Nobody gives them credit. I'm telling you right now. The, the Portland Trailblazers backcourt... Needs to start being talked about up there with the Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry's. Because 
Nobody gives them credit for anything they do. They're really underrated prior to this game. But overall, they should be second or first, tied for first, best backcourt in the league. But what I'm saying is, the reason Portland won, CJ McCollum brought him back. Uh, Rodney Hood made big, timely shots. Damian Lillard made big, timely shots. Enos Cantor made big, timely shots. So what I'm saying is, I like the competitive matchup down the stretch. And was I surprised CJ McCollum hit those two jumpers? No. And he's a good clutch player, but he ain't no better than Jordan. A lot of people on Twitter were saying that. Come on, bro. Stay off the edibles. Stay off the weed. Like Stephen A. Simmons said, you should be banned from talking sports. People on Twitter. <clears throat> no, I'm just playing. It's all fun and games. But I just like the competitive matchups for Denver. The Joker didn't execute down the stretch. Nobody from Denver executed down the stretch. That's what they lost. They're making miss timely shots and possessions. And shout out to Chad for saying that Denver would be inexperienced in the game seven. He knows his basketball. And uh, now we got Golden State and Portland. I got, I don't know, I think it's going to go seven. I think this series is going to go seven because Portland ain't afraid of Golden State. They got guys that could guard Kevin Durant, Al Farouk Aminu, Evan Turner, and stuff. And Mo Harkless. And they got guys that can match up well with Stephen Curry and Clay, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard. And if Damian Lillard gets hot, if Damian Lillard gets hot from the field, and if he has one of those series where he gets off Dame time, I think the Blazers have a puncher chance at beating Golden State. No, I mean, now Cousins is not Cousins. Kevin Durant's supposed to come back next series. But I don't think. I think the series is going to go seven, everybody, because Portland plays well at Golden State all year. And and David, shout out to Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum for going to the West Conference Finals. Y'all deserve it, man. And it's crazy, man, how nobody picked Portland to go to West Conference Finals. Everybody picked uh, Denver when the when the playoffs started. Denver, Denver. I go, watch out for... I even said that. I got to look back at my tweets. I said, watch out for Portland in the playoffs. So they're a team that needs to... Everybody needs to not sleep on them because if you sleep on them, they can come in... They can come in... Beat you with the easy, you know what I mean? But it's not going to be easy series for either team. What I'm saying is, I think at the end of the day, if you ask me who do I think is going to win the series, I say Golden State in six. Because Golden State has Cam Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Javon Green, DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins is reportedly going to come back from his quad injury. And if he came back, it's a risky move, man, because what if you tear your your quad again and then your career is over, basically? But it's going to be an interesting series, to say the least. But now let's go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee, Toronto. Who I think is going to win that series, man? I think Toronto's going to win that series 4-3 four, four, in the Game 7. Because Kawhi Leonard is on a, another collision course, man. He's the best, in my opinion, he's the best player in the Eastern Conference. And I'll, he's a, it's tough to say if you're going to compare him to a Kobe or if you put him... Up there and say he's the best player in the league. I think the best player in the league is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can score 30 to 40 points with easy. Same with Kawhi Leonard, but I pick Kevin Durant over Kawhi any day of the week. But we can't, we, we gotta give credit where credit is due. Kawhi Leonard's playing out of his mind. And I would not be surprised if Toronto meets Golden State in the NBA Finals. That'd be kind of cool to see Toronto go. You know what I mean? A small market team from the ground up going to the finals. Be interesting to see, but it's gonna be a tough task, man. I think 
Because I know Toronto's going to try to uh, try to double-team Yantis Antetokounmpo and have Malcolm Brogdon try to beat him, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe. And if the Bucks can make their open shots, I think the Bucks have a puncher's chance to beat Toronto. But now here's the thing from Milwaukee, how they're going to defend Kawhi Leonard. If they try to double-team Kawhi Leonard, then you got guys that can spread the floor like a Danny Green, Siakam, Van Vliet. You know what I mean? Jeremy Lin, they got guys that can spread the floor and shoot the three ball. So Milwaukee might double team and have to pass out and have other te- everybody on Toronto try to beat Milwaukee. But will they do that? I don't know. We have to find out. And everybody, listen here. If somebody wins game one, that does not mean the series is over. Let me give you a perfect example. Paul Pierce said that series was over. Boston and Milwaukee, oh, the series is over. Milwaukee won the series. After that, so nobody needs to panic after one game, NBA fans. Let's enjoy this playoffs. You know I mean, I like these back and forth battles. I like how a team that you don't expect to beat game one, they win, and then the other team tries to figure it out. I just like this competitive nature from everybody around the league, man. It's going to be interesting to say the least, man. And uh, now let's dive into some some Laker talk real quick. Um, I guess the Lakers focus, corner Wojnarowski. Lakers' focus will be try to trade for Anthony Davis again. Would I do it? Hell yeah, I would do it. Give up the young core, bro. It's it's that time. Can you imagine Kyrie Irving? Because we're, we're reportedly in, Kyrie Irving's reportedly interested in talking to us, play with us. Just imagine giving up the young core for Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kyrie. That's a championship contending team. Oh my God, I'm gonna miss you. If you get an opportunity to get Anthony Davis, you got to pull the trigger on it, man. Lonzo's talented. Brandon Ingram's talented. we got to do what's best for the franchise. Not If we have an opportunity to get Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving, you do it. You do it, Laker Nation. You do it. You pull the trigger and you keep pushing. So, I think the Lakers are going to try to get, get Anthony Davis. I think they're going to call the Pelicans during the draft and say, I'll give you Brandon Ingram. Lonzo, Josh Hart, Mo Wagner. But here's the interesting part. The draft lottery is tomorrow. And if our pick, because it's project, right now it's at 11. It could be from 11 to all the way to 1. And if we get it in the top 3 or top 2, we trade that pick. We trade it. Like let's say we get the number 1 pick. We trade it. Or we save it, develop Zion Williams, and then trade him. I, don't, I just feel like the Lakers are going to win the draft lottery tomorrow. Just my gut feeling, man. Because every year win the lottery, we always get close. Two years in a row, we won number two pick, Ingram Monza. Now, we haven't got the number one pick in a long time. Basketball gods owe us. So, like I said, if we get the number one pick, Laker Nation, that that pick is going to have the most trade value. Zion Williams, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, that would be nasty. But we just have to see what happens tomorrow. I'm getting, I'm, I know I'm getting a little excited, Laker Nation. My bad. But, um... Oh, yeah. I know I talked about the Frank Vogel hire. Um, Jason Kidd's on the staff. And I really like this hire, Jason Kidd being on Frank Vogel's staff. Because Jason Kidd and LeBron have a good relationship already. And the reason that the Lakers didn't hire Jason Kidd as a coach because of his history of domestic violence and all that stuff that he has a history of. Which is understandable. So now, Jason Kidd and LeBron already have chemistry early. And he talked to Lonzo, so Lonzo and Kidd have already have chemistry. So this Jason Kidd hire for the assistant coach is going to work well. And here's a funny thing. I didn't know Frank Vogel was a scout for the Lakers. 
So to me, if I don't like nobody, nobody said that though when they hired him. Oh, he used to work for Lakers. I didn't see it, so I still don't believe he worked for Lakers in my opinion. So we have a first-time coach that did not work for the Lakers. We had a fir- we have a first-time coach that didn't work for the Lakers, and we have an assistant coach that didn't work for the Lakers. So we finally turned the page, like your nation, on coaches that used to work for the Lakers and players. Man, it feels good. I feel like Frank Vogel is going to get his guys to play a hard, passion, grit, grind. And I don't believe that he loses the locker room, man. I think they just say that to coaches just because they lose a series, man. And Frank Vogel is a good basketball mind. He knows his X's and O's. Jason Kidd's going to get everybody going. And I feel like here's the thing, Laker Nation. I guarantee you if we go 0-3, fire Frank Vogel. Fire, fire, fire. Laker Nation, we need to stop panicking. We need to stop panicking with everything that happens. And if we go 0-3, we're 0-3. There's 70 or 80 more games left or 80, whatever, 82 games. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is we need to stop panicking as fans. We panic so much when it comes to small things. Relax. Be positive. Be patient. Lakers are going to get this thing turned around. It's already going in the right direction. Frank Vogel's a good coach. Jason Kidd's a good assistant coach. So we got to start looking at things negative. We got to start being positive. When you have positive mindset, positive things will happen. When you have faith, good things will happen. Stop with this. Like if you talk negative, negative things are going to happen. But if you have faith and pray... Lakers are going to be alright. So master your energy. Do you want the Lakers to do good? Be positive. If you don't, then stay away from me. If you're negative around, if you're talking negative towards my Lakers, stay away from me. Because I want this team to turn around when you have positive energy in life, good things will happen. If you have faith, good things will happen. You know what I mean? So we need to start understanding this. It's going to take Jeannie Buss some time to get things right. And I trust her. I trust Magic, Raplinka, Jeannie Buss. I trust everybody in the organization. I even trust Linda Rambis, Currents. We got to give these people in the front office a chance to grow and develop. And like I said, in the business that you run, you may not, things may not go as planned, but you're going to have to tweak things. Put people in there and let's try it out. So I think it's going to work out well. Like your nation, quit panicking. We'll be all right. But I'm going to end this Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. Follow me on Twitter, Big Baby Jonathan. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Baby Jonathan. Follow me on Instagram, Big Baby Jonathan underscore. And if you want to enter a giveaway again to win a Big Baby Jonathan tote bag, show me that you're a supporter of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show with the screenshot. You enter the giveaway. The giveaway ends in two weeks, everybody. So hurry up and uh, sh- hurry up, man, because this is the last tote bag I'm giving out. And uh, anyway. That is it for your show today. Have a great night. Every- Have a great day, everybody. Stay blessed, motivated, strive for greatness. The marathon continues. Peace out, everybody.